I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. burden in my heart to teach on what I'm going to teach on. And you know how it is when, when I come here and when you guys operate. We just do the best we can to follow the leading of the Spirit, to hear His voice, and to just do what He's asked us to do. But I do have a burden in my heart, and, and as we go forward, I believe that's where I'm going to be heading. I want to talk to you um, today about how to hear God. Amen. How to hear God. And here's the thing, and I, I was like, okay, Lord, that's cool, but you know what? I feel like I'm a mother, and I feel like we have a lot of sons and daughters and young people that just have never heard this teaching before, just how to hear God, you know? And so often, you know, we, we I think, we rely on other people to hear God for us. And the truth of the matter is you can hear God for yourself, and we don't always need a word of prophecy, you know, to hear God. As a matter of fact, sometimes I think we need to be a little more careful with prophecy. And if some things don't bear witness to you, then put them on the shelf. Don't wait for, you know, don't, don't try to make it happen. Just, just put it on a shelf and just let the Lord cause it to come to pass. Pray into it, of course. But I think that there's a maturity that God is bringing to the body of Christ And I think that that's why he wants us to not only know him for ourselves, but he wants us to know how to hear his voice. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, uh, The activity of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer, how to hear God. Now, when we think of activity, we're talking about the quality or state of being active, the behavior or actions of a particular kind, vigorous or energetic Action, liveliness, the condition in which things are happening or being done. The Holy Spirit is living and active on the inside of each and every one of the children of God. Are you listening? Okay. Now, the Holy Spirit is a person in the third person of the Godhead who is actively involved in all of what God has done and will continue to do in the earth today and what he is doing on the inside of each and every one of you. And I thank God for the Holy Ghost because when we talk about the, uh, how to hear God, we have to make reference to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead, and he is alive on the inside of you and I. And I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Bono once said, I often wonder if religion is the enemy of God. It's almost like religion is what happens when the spirit has left the building. You know, obviously this is not a religious house. This is a Holy Ghost house because the Holy Spirit is active in and amongst us. Okay? Now, Jesus said in John 14, 16, he said, and I will pray the Father... And he will give you another helper, comforter, that he may abide with you forever, 
the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. This is a key verse in how to hear God, knowing that the Holy Spirit is not only with you, but he is inside of each and every one of you. I often like to say it like this. You know, the scripture says, know ye not that you are the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit, as God has said, I'll dwell in them, I'll walk in them, I'll be their God, they'll be my people. I like to say it like this, you have another person living actively on the inside of you. And it's very important that we get to know him and specifically for today, get to know his voice. John 16, 17, 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go away, and if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I'm going to send him to you. So it's important for us that we get to know him and allow him to have preeminence in our lives and ministry, or we're just going to have human-sized results. Amen. Okay, so let's talk about how to discern guidance from the Holy Spirit. We just highlighted a little bit on the Holy Ghost. You know, it would take us forever to teach everything about the Holy Spirit, but he is a person, and he has a personality, and he lives on the inside of us. Now, here's the beauty of how to discern the voice of God. The Holy Spirit also works with our personality, So I could put some things out there, but just know that he works with your personality. So if you're the kind of person, you just jump, you know, when you you hear God's voice or you think you've heard God's voice, well, then God knows he doesn't have to give you a lot of time to get ready for what he wants you to do and what he's instructing you to do. Okay, now I'm the kind of person and personality that I'm, I'm more of a melancholy temperament and I'm a thinker and a processor. So God generally for me prepares me about three to six months ahead of time before he knows I'm going to process it and think about it and then eventually move into it. So you've got to know who you are. Amen. But we also need to know who the Holy Spirit is. Okay, so how to discern guidance from the Holy Spirit. John 16, 12, Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. We know that the, there was so much the disciples didn't know and understand. And he said, listen, you're not, you don't get it. And the reason why they finally got it was because the Holy Spirit came and, and at the birth of the church age, he was poured out. And then they understood by revelation all the things that Jesus was talking about. Thank God for the Holy Ghost and the revelator. He said, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he's going to what? Guide you into all truth. He's going to guide you into all truth. He's going to guide you in the affairs of your life. He is going to order your steps He is very interested in some decisions that some of you are making, and he's here to guide you into the right place, guide you into the right decision, okay? And he will not speak on his own authority, 
But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit will prepare you for things to come? I think some of you are in a season of preparation for what is yet to come. And God's already said in his word that he's going to tell you things to come. Isn't that exciting? And Jesus said, he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it. Another translation says, show it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he, he is a person. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is not an it, not some cloud in the sky, not a mere influence. He is a person. Therefore, I said, he will take of mine and declare it unto you. Number one, he's going to show you ahead of time things to come. You think that's possible? Yes, he already said he's going to do it. Number two, Kenneth E. Hagan once said, and I'll never forget this, he said, there are times in our lives, and you, I know you've had it happen, where we don't even know, but we're being unconsciously led by the Spirit. See, if you just follow the desires of your heart, the consistent desires, not up here, not your soul, not your body, but the consistent desires of your heart, that is the leading of the Holy Spirit guiding you on the best path for your life. That's why it's very important for us to get to know him and to understand that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us and to understand that he is is an ever-present help in the time of need. What I used to teach in the Bible school at FITS, Faith International Training School, for years on the Holy Spirit, and one of the things I would tell the students, I would tell them to get acquainted with the person who's on the inside of you. And I would teach them, I would tell them to, to become more God-inside-minded, meaning... Be aware that you are the house of God, that wherever you go, he goes, that you have this unseen being on the inside of you, and sometimes he's more active than others. As a matter of fact, when it comes to the leading of the Spirit, you at times can go just as much as by what he doesn't say, as much as by what he does say. Because when he's leading and he's guiding, if you've already stepped into that which he wants you to do or wants you to operate in, and he's not saying anything, don't take that as, oh, I'm not, I'm not hearing from God. No, you are right at the right place at the right time, and there really isn't anything else for you to know for now. But when you need to know, the Holy Spirit's going to instruct you and lead you and guide you. I believe that the Lord has got some things in store for the universal church that he has not told many of his leaders. And I believe because there's some secrets that belong to the Lord and that if he told us everything, we'd get it all messed up. We'd put our own human size mindset on it. And so I think the Lord sometimes just holds some things back. And that's okay. We don't need to know everything, do we? That's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Lord, I thank you 
that you are leading me and guiding me and you're, my steps are being ordered of you. But just look on the inside. I teach my Bible school students, it's like this. It's like you've got eyes behind your eyes. So many times we're looking this way or we're looking for a fleece or we're looking for a sign or we're looking for something. And whereas if you just look right here on the inside of you, that's where you're going to get the direction and the leading. So what I would encourage you to do is I would encourage you to be more God inside minded, meaning look on the inside, make it a practice to look on the inside. It's a practice. Are you with me? This is a good teaching. It's a practice. And this is what I do personally. Like if I have a decision that I need to make, I periodically throughout the day, I just stop and I look on the inside of me and I wait. And I say, okay, Lord, I'm waiting. There's something right now that's going on in my life and I just keep looking on the inside and I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Now, yeah, I know. The Lord said so many so often we are leaning to our own understanding and we're trying to figure it out and think and map it out, especially if you're a processor and a thinker. Whereas the Lord said, if you just trust in me with all your what? All your heart. He said, I'll guide you and I'll lead you on the best path for your life. I've made mistakes hearing from God. How many have ever made mistakes? Especially in my youth. I'm just going to be honest with you. You know, I don't, it's it's okay. I'm always honest here anyway. I mean, anybody that stands in a pulpit and cries, like I did a a couple months ago, and carries on the way the Lord would just minister to me, you know that I'm the real deal. So I I remember my youth, when I was new in ministry, um, I was in a meeting Um, and there was a lot of people there, and there was all these leaders there, and there was this one leader, and, you know, he he thought of himself more highly than he ought to. I'm just going to say it in Margie form. You know, he was a hotshot guy who was trying to make a name for himself, and his motives were wrong. Are you listening? And aren't you glad that the Holy Ghost is with us, and he's going to help us through these things? And so he came up to me and he said to me, I would really like you to be a part of my staff. And I had just moved to the East Coast, 1981, around that time. I had just moved here. You know, that's when, you know, that was the time I was the most vulnerable. And yes. And so he said, I'd really like for you to come on staff and I'd like for you to come on board. We have a big church and so on and so forth. And basically, hindsight's always 2020, right? He was just wanting to build a name for himself, and he wanted everybody to know that he had some big staff and that he was a hotshot preacher. And so I I didn't listen to the leading of the Spirit, and I I didn't even really pray too much on it. And so I said yes. I thought, okay, you know, that's an open door. Doesn't the Bible say God has set before you an open door, right? It's an open door. That has to be God. You know, not all open doors are God. Sometimes the enemy opens up doors. Sometimes selfish ambition and pride will open up doors. So we want the doors that God has opened for us. I don't want any other door. I don't want to walk in something that's not for me. How about you? If he's going to lead us and guide us on the best path for our life, well, then I want the doors that God has for me. I want the relationships that God has for me. I don't want any false false anything. I don't want any counterfeit. How about you? 
And so I said yes, and I totally and completely missed God. I can remember like packing my stuff and driving up there. And as God is my witness, when I opened the car door and stepped on his property, his house property, something on the inside, oh, it was like a dread. How many of you ever felt that? I literally, totally and completely missed God. That wasn't God's will for me. And that whole six months I was there, it was troubles and trials and troubles and trials and one thing after another, after another, after another. I mean, he was controlling, you know, there wasn't any paychecks, you know, he was just, it was just, the list just goes on and on and on. And at the end of the day, he was stealing money from the church. Okay. So I was there for six months and, you know, you know, I, I love these navigations that we have nowadays, right? Aren't you thankful for the navigation? And, you know, I've had times, you know, I, I went off a, a road, and it wasn't the right road, and then the, 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 the navigation just clicks in, and you can see it's rerouting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting. What's the next path? What's the next street? And, you know, and it just recalculates, and you just go a different way, but you eventually end up in the right place. Okay? And so that's how it is in life. Young people, that's how it is as a believer. When he's leading you on the best path for your life, you're going to have to at times recalculate. You're going to make mistakes, okay? So anyway, so after about six months of that, I met up with another pastor and his wife, and, and, and I just was like, I just can't do this anymore. I just can't live out of a grieved spirit. I can't live in this check in my spirit. I can't do this anymore. And so they said, well, why don't you come to our church and you can travel from our church and this will be your home church because every traveling minister needs a home church. Okay? And so I said, great. And, you know, you want to build friends and relationships and so on and so forth. So I, I, I literally, it was literally about an hour and a half from that first place. Uh, that's where I landed. That's where I ended up. That's where I got an apartment. And then I ended up staying there for several years Till God eventually sent me back to New Jersey, because I was in Pennsylvania, back to New Jersey. I connected with David T. DeMola, and you talk about really feeling at home. When I connected with David T. DeMola and went to Faith Fellowship, I really, it was a deep peace. It was a, a, a serenity. It was a knowing. It was such a good feeling to be home. And that's how it feels when you're in the will of God. You feel like it's home. And I believe the ultimate thing that the Lord had for me was to be right here in New Jersey. Yeah, I just took a little trip, you know. <laughs> you know, I just recalculated. But I eventually got here. Do you see what I mean? So don't be so hard on yourself. If you miss God, so what? Pick up the pieces and move on. Right? So anyway, he said, there's times, Brother Hagin said, we're going to be unconsciously led by our spirits. And like the Holy Spirit was teaching, if you just listen to the consistent desire of your heart, you will, you will get where you need to go and you will make the right decisions. That's why it's really important, my friends, to wait. God's not in a hurry, right? Yeah. Young people, you got to sometimes just wait. I know, I get it. Instant messaging, Facebook, 
you know, Instagram, Instagram, you know, everything's instant. But there's times you just got to slow down and wait. Just wait. And so if I don't know what to do, I don't do anything. See, I'd rather be, I'd rather be behind Jesus, and, and at least I could see him, than way ahead of him. So it's always good to wait. It's better to wait, too, because if you, if you go in the wrong direction or you do whatever it is that's going on in your heart, I don't even know. You know what you need in, out of this message. But I'd rather be behind him than, than be way ahead of him and I can't see him anywhere. Amen? Okay, so now we do know that the Holy Spirit will guide us through his word, right? But we're, ta- we're talking, any guidance you ever get from the Holy Spirit always lines up with the word of God. Oh, yeah, that girl, she's really pretty. You know, she's married. I'm going to, God, that God spoke to me and said she's going to be my wife. Really? That's not in the Bible. I actually had that happen one time. I was preaching in a church, and I was really, again, young. I know, I guess we're kind of reliving our childhood, <laughs> our ministry childhood. And I remember preaching in this church, and there was this guy there, and I didn't know it, but he, he thought that I was his wife. And, you know, it was just the most, you know, listen, there's people out there like that. <laughs> I never met him, never had a conversation with him, and he definitely wasn't for me. Well, what voice was he listening to? See, here's the thing. There's many voices out there in the world, right? Different voices. And you have a voice. You, you're, you, you have, like, different things going on inside of you. You have the voice. See, feelings is the voice of your body, right? Reason is the voice of your mind, Conscience is the voice of your spirit. What voice are you listening to? See? It's just like when you get people filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, whenever I have, like, uh, lines for people to get filled with the Holy Spirit, and let me tell you, there's a lot of people getting filled with the Holy Spirit right now. Lots of them. We just had 16 people filled with the Holy Spirit down at Joe Source's church two Wednesdays ago. Incredible. But what I tell people is that, you know, if they're in the line... And, and, and they prayed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you could tell sometimes people, they're reasoning, and they're reasoning, and they're thinking about it, and thinking about it, and thinking about it. And I tell them, I said, you know, the Holy Spirit and, and your prayer language isn't going to come from your mind. God is not a mind. It's going to come up out of you, John 7, 38, out of your innermost being. It's going to flow. And your mind, the voice of reason, is not going to understand what you're saying. So you just have to bypass your mind, be God-inside-minded, open up your mouth, you form the words, he uses your voice, your vocal cords, and just let it go, okay? So there's different voices. That's why it's really important to wait on God till you know and to make sure it lines up with the word of God, okay? Okay, let's go on. Now remember, as I'm teaching this, some things are better caught than taught. And I know for a fact that there's a reason why I'm teaching this today because many of you are in the valley of decision. And there's some decisions that some of you are making and it's very important that we listen to the right voice. 
It's very good preaching, Margie. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. So when you're hearing me teach this, remember, you got to also catch it. And I know that spiritual things are transferable. And I believe that, that the wisdom of God and the maturity of God, the measure of the anointing that I carry, there's something about sitting under the right leadership. What's in me is coming up out of me and into you, and he's imparting unto you wisdom. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. Wisdom to discern the voice of God. See, I think one day we're going to go to heaven and we're going to stand before God. We're going to be really surprised of some of the things that took place in and amongst us and in the realm of the spirit because we don't understand everything. But what I do know is there's something that I carry that's coming on you and going into you. Okay? So, foundational. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Say this with me. I am a spirit. I have a soul, and I live in a body. Who lives in a body? I do. The real you, the part of you that was born again, that's the new creation. You are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved. Now, those three parts of you can be divided. And we know that. And that's why when hearing God, we want to make sure we're, we're divide, rightly dividing. You know, where's this coming from? My head? Where's this coming from? My heart? Where's this coming from? My, my body? See? But they can be divided. And we know they can be divided because the Bible says that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. Piercing and to the dividing asunder of what? Soul and spirit. They can be divided. That's why it's really important to develop the inward man of the heart, the hidden man of the heart. Develop him. How do you develop the, your hidden man? Pray in tongues a lot. Worship a lot. Read the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. When you meditate on the word of God, you're feeding your spirit and you're building him up and he's getting stronger. When you pray in tongues, you're building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You're building and edifying yourself. So the more you do that, the more you're going to walk in the spirit and hear the voice of the spirit. And you won't be so apt to listen to the voice of reason. Okay? Now, with my spirit, I contact the spirit realm. With my soul, I contact the intellectual realm. With my body, I contact the physical realm. I'm going to say it again. It came out earlier. Conscience is the voice of your spirit. Reason is the voice of your soul or your mind. Feelings is the voice of your body. Now, how does the Holy Spirit lead? Obviously, we're not going to get into all of it, but the primary number one way he leads is by an inward witness. Romans 8, 14 says, For those who are led by the Spirit are the children of God. The Spirit test himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So let me put it to you like this. So 
Um, how do you know that you're a child of God? Think about it. How do you know you're a child of God? Well, I prayed the prayer. Okay, but how else do you know you're a child of God? Because I just know that I know that I know that I know I'm a child of God. Nothing can separate me from his love. Now, that's sometimes soulish things will tell you God's rejected you and he doesn't love you, you know, so on and so forth. But how do you know that you are a child of God? You just know that you know that you know on the inside of you. Not because anybody prophesied to you, right? Right? Not because you put a fleece out and said, well, if I'm a child of God, you know, you know, may it rain in the next hour. That's a fleece. It's totally unscriptural. That's like, like signs. Oh, I had a sign. Well, I know God can speak at times through signs, but we can't be relying on those things, especially as we grow up in God and we become more mature. He says, those, the, the, he, he said those, they, those that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. That's why I think he wants us to grow up a little bit. But how do you know you're saved? You know you're saved because you just know. Well, how do you know when God's leading you into something? You just know that you know that you know. It's you know that you, I just know that I know that I know on the inside. See, when I minister here or I come here, it's very interesting to me because on the inside of me, I just belong here. It's a feeling and it's a knowing. It's a something on the inside. It's, and I don't have this everywhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it's an awareness that there's an activity going on on the inside. I belong here. Well, what is that? It's just the inner witness. You belong here. It's home. People sometimes, they pray about where to move or what state to live in. Well, when you go visit or what college to go to, right, young people? You know, you visit like seven, eight colleges. And, well, how do you know that's the one for you? They say, they say the college counselors call it, it's a fit but it's also something on the inside of you. You just feel like this is home to me. Like when I came to New Jersey, I just looked around. Yeah, I'm Italian. Yes, there's a lot of Italians here. <laughs> you understand? But, you know, I just, something on the inside, I just fit in. You can't take that from somebody. Now, I've had times, uh, and uh, re more recently, somebody was trying to get me to move out of New Jersey and go move to Florida. Well, I'm not moving to Florida, okay? I don't belong there. <laughs> you see what I mean? How do you know? Because something on the inside of me. I just feel at home here. Not only that, now here, here we go. I also heard the more authoritative voice of the Spirit, which we're not going to get into, but here's an example. I heard an authoritative, because that's one of the ways he speaks. I was walking up um, that, that place where there was a battle here in New Jersey. I forget the name of it. It's around where I live. And I was walking up there, and I actually had my dog. He was a puppy. And in the midst of the distraction of this puppy, the Lord spoke to me in an, in an aud audible. It seemed audible. It was more authoritative. And he said to me, your assignment here is not yet complete. It's like, well, can I just get my dog to go potty? Aren't you glad that the Holy Ghost will speak in the most interesting places? So what was that? That was the authoritative voice of the Spirit. And you know what? Generally, when you hear that audible thing on the inside of you, it generally means rough road is up the road ahead. Or there's going to be a major temptation to get you off track. So when God really wants to get something across, my friends, he's going to speak to us. 
And so somebody tried to get me to move to Florida. I said, no, no, my assignment here is not yet complete. And then here we go. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, right? It goes brighter and brighter and brighter. The steps of a good man are ordered and established by God, right? Steps, not giant leaps, steps. Little over here, little over there. One thing after another after another, right? And so then I met Bob Sharp again. I mean, we've known each other a long time. I didn't know you guys were here. I live 32 minutes from here. But it, this is part of the whole process of your assignment here is not complete, right? Because we need teachers. We need each other. We're a body fitly joined together, and we each have a supply that we're to distribute. And God is doing something, yes, on the East Coast and in New Jersey, and he's got some key people, and so I don't want to call them players, but some key leaders that he's planted here, and he's not plucking them up. Are you listening? Oh, my God. Well, you know, the taxes here are so high, and everything's just so high. Really? Where God guides, he provides. Do you see what I'm saying? We just have to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. We're going to continue to plow. We're going to continue to run. We're going to continue to do what God's called us to do until he lifts his hand and says, now enough is enough. Now you can go. But I'm not going anywhere until he tells me to go. You know, Jesus culture has that thing, I'll go where you go, I'll stay where you stay. How many of you know that song? You know, where you lead, I will follow. Really? Well, we just need to know how to hear him, right? Because everybody in this room loves God. We all want to be in the will of God, amen? And there's no place like home. There's no place like being in the will of God. You talk about planted in the house of the Lord, flourishing in the courts of our God. When you're planted and you're in the right place, you're just going to bring forth fruit in every season of your life. Amen. Amen. Okay? Okay, so here's the, here's the inner witness. Number, here's number one. If it's a no, it's a check in your spirit. Or something on the inside. It's like a it's like a red light, a stop signal. It's not even a voice. It's an inner intuition. And as a child of God, your conscience, that inner voice, can be, it's not even a voice, it's just an inner intuition can be a good guide. Now, you got to know your weaknesses. So if you have a weakness in a certain area and you're more apt to make a mistake in, 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 in uh, uh, discerning the leading of the Spirit, well, then again, let's go back to it. Let's wait because I have a weakness in this area and I know that I'm, I'm vulnerable right now or I know that, you know, I'm, I'm really in a hurry to get this, this thing, you know, invested or I'm really in a hurry, you know, to get some things moving. Well, if you're like that, then you need to wait even longer. So a no is a check in your spirit. It's like a check. Something on the inside. A red light. It's like you're stopped. A stop signal. It's not even a voice. It's an inner intuition. Number two, what's a go? A go is you look on the inside, because you're making that decision, you want to look on the inside, and it's a go is a feel good in your spirit. It's not a physical feeling. 
It's something on the inside just feels right. Like, how do you explain that? <laughs> you know, how do you explain that when I sit here in the front row, I feel like a mother to this church? How do you explain that when I'm here, I feel like I'm home? It's something on the inside. It just feels good. Right? Okay? It's a velvety-like feeling in your spirit. It's a green light. It's a go-ahead signal. Jesus told Brother Hagin, he said, if you'll learn to follow that inward witness, Jesus told him, I will make you rich. I will guide you in all the affairs of life, financial as well as spiritual. He said, I am not opposed to my children being rich. I am opposed to them being covetous. And what is rich? Rich is just a full supply. And it's all relative, right? It's just a full supply. God said, I want to provide all your needs according to my riches and glory. I own a cattle on a thousand hills. You know? You guys liking this teaching? This is really good. I love how the Holy Spirit helps me because you can't possibly get out everything that needs to be said. And I thank God for my media team because I gave them like 10, 12 pages of notes. I forgot to tell you to only do the ones highlighted in red. I'm so sorry. You're a saint. Okay? So, look on the inside. I'm going to read you some scriptures. Proverbs 16.9. You're going to hear this in your heart. A man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life, but the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. Lift your hands. Father... Not my will, not our will. Your will be done in our lives. We surrender all to you. We come before the throne of grace and we say yes to everything you desire us to do. We say yes as a church, yes as a believer. Lord, lead us, guide us. We surrender our all to you. Not my will, but your will be done in my life. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Psalms 25.5 says, Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are my God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Psalms 143 verse 10, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Teach me to do your will. You know, this, there's a scripture coming up in my heart. We don't want to be like the horse or the mule that has to be pulled about, okay? We want to be willing and obedient, you know, willing to do the will of God, right? Like, I have a shih tzu, right? How many of you have seen my dog on my Facebook page, my doggy, doggy? What's his name? Does anybody know his name, 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 name? Milo. And I'm telling you, that dog, if I have a treat in my hand, I can get him to do anything. He even rolls over. He does it all. Okay, he's really smart. But he also can be very stubborn. So he knows when I'm after something, and he literally runs away from me. You know, I don't, I don't want to have to chase him. I don't want to have to do that. I want him to come to me willingly and with obedience, and not just when I have a treat in my hand. And see, that's how God wants us to be. He doesn't want us to be like the horse or the mule. He wants us to be willing and obedient. You know, here's something else. There's someone listening or maybe someone in this room. You're called to a public ministry. You have a calling as a public voice. 
And you know what? You, you could sit there in silence, but you know, you've got to surrender your all to God and say, Lord, not my will. Your will be done in my life. You know, I'm that person. I didn't want to do this. Now, I'm a quiet person. I like to sit and be a support to people. But I had to say, not my will. Your will be done. I just want to be willing and obedient. And, and when, you, when you have that posture of surrender, he anoints you to do what he's called you to do. It's not our will anyway. It's his will. Because he said, before I ever formed you in the womb, I knew you. And I put things on the inside of you. They're gifts and callings. He, and, and, you know, in Jeremiah's case, he was ordained to be a prophet. Just say yes and be willing. And he's going to move you and lead you on the best path for your life. There's nothing worse than miserable teachers, preachers, pastors who have left the ministry and gone somewhere to retire. Or they left the ministry because, you know, they didn't think their church was big enough or doing good enough or whatever the case may be. And, you know, on the inside, they live with a regret every single day. Okay, let's go on. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on a ground level. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God, and may your good spirit lead me on level ground. Psalms 27, 11, teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. I want the straight, don't you? I want the straight path. Yeah, that's what I want. How about you? Now, oftentimes we look for the spectacular when we have the supernatural on the inside of us all the time. I'm going to read a couple more scriptures and we're going to close. Following the witness. Like we said, just because you have direction doesn't mean smooth sailing. Peter had one word, right, when he stepped out of the boat. Jesus said, come on, step out of the water. Come. And Peter took the word of the Lord and he stepped into the water. And what happened? He began to look at the waves and the circumstances and he doubted the voice of God. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of your path and your life. And the scripture I keep hearing on the inside of me is, I'm going to lead you and guide you on the best path for your life. Why don't we stand? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. I'm going to lead you on the best path for your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I have a sense in my spirit that there's someone here who's not born again. Or maybe somebody listening. I'm just sensing I need to do this. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the Bible says now and today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Listen, when you hear his voice and you're hearing his voice, he's knocking at the door of your heart. He wants you to open up your heart to him. When you hear his voice like you're hearing right now and you sense that knocking, open up the door of your heart. He's not going to like 
push you to wanting to, uh, you know, to be his ch child. He's gently nudging at the door of your heart. He's saying, I want to come in. Will you let me in? Okay? So why don't we pray a prayer? Uh, this is, there is someone who is listening or in, in this room. You are at a major crossroad, and the enemy's trying to take you out. Give Jesus Christ your, your life today. Give him your all. Eternity is a long time to, to, to live when you don't have Jesus. Okay? So let's pray this prayer together. Let's all say it together, okay? Heavenly Father, I come to you today in Jesus' name. I'm hearing your voice. I sense your presence. Today, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be the Lord of my life. Come into my heart, Jesus. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Jesus, you are my Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.